Alright everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Gray Zone. So today we have a special edition episode. As you may or may not know, today is the one year anniversary of the final episode of Game of Thrones. So we decided to take a break from the superhero genre and focus more on, I guess to say, the fantasy genre of Game of Thrones. So as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Ibsen. What's going on, everybody? From afar, we're still socially distanced. We hope that everyone is still doing okay uh, with this whole COVID-19. It looks like things are getting better, but please remain socially distant. While and a great way to stay socially distant is to listen to our podcast. Now, I, I don't know what else you'd, you'd want to do, you know, like yep, what, what, I mean, what, are, what like, do you have to do? I mean, I guess there's some other stuff that's been popular on the internet that's already been popular, but it's got kind of more popular, but I digress. So, as mentioned, today's episode is about Game of Thrones. We're going to try to touch on everything that the fandom has produced for seven, well, six Eight. glorious seasons, one so six good season, and uh, <laughs> something about the season eight that apparently happened. But uh, I, li- I like season down. seven. I like season seven. We'll see. Uh, all right. Well, season seven, you could kind of see there was a drop off. Well, yeah, but, but it's still, I still really like it. still better it. than than season eight. But we're just gonna run over, uh, go over a few things as far as like who is our favorite character. Okay, no, 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 no. Let, let, we're just gonna start right now. I gotta ask you this: you who, start? what all characters? Right, so, no, I'm asking you right now. What characters do you? Are the most annoying to you, or your least favorite, or or you despise and stuff? Like, I gotta so know like, who you really hate. So, like, who I think is like the biggest asshole ever. That and well, that and just people that are annoying. Like, gosh darn it! You somebody just see that person's face, I just want to punch it. You know, right, something well, like that. Uh, uh, this may be controversial. Okay. That's fine. Let's do it. Kate- <laughs> Lady Stark, Caitlin Stark. Uh no, she's 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 annoying. I she, can, I can she, see she was that. annoying. The way she treated John was horrible. John didn't do anything wrong and she treated him like he was scum. When he went to go visit his brother after he got pushed from on top of the castle, she was just so nasty and so rude to him. Like like I, I just don't get it. He's a baby boy, and when she was telling the story of how she wished that he would die and then he got the pox and yep. she's like, I felt like the most horrible woman. Well, guess what? She should. So, I, I mean, <laughs> I... I <laughs> so, she like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people I kind of despise on the show, but I just want to bring her up because for some reason, I feel like people, they go, obviously, they go for the Ramses and the Joffreys and the High Sparrows, but they they forget how horrible she is and she's actually even worse on the novels so they kind of toned her down on the tv show but on the novel apparently she's a lot worse so that's just mine as far as you're like what what will be yours okay well who who gets on your nerves i have i have i have quite i have quite a few people that i really just hate i mean I mean, obviously, I would say Cersei's up there for a very obvious reasons. I mean, but that's just so universal. Everybody knows why with her. So there's not really, I don't really see the need. But do you know, do you know who really annoys me? Do you want to know who's a character on this show that I just like? I'm just like, I kind of want them to die just so we can all move on. Especially this guy is, is Gilly. Sam's oh, yes. girl. 
<laughs> like, like she doesn't, she doesn't know like anything, and is always annoyed by Sam and bitches. And she should be way more fucking grateful because she's been like raped her whole life and stuff. And there's actually a, a dude that's like, "Hey, girl, I'm doing what I can to take care of you. Girls aren't even allowed where we're going, but you know, because of me, you're gonna survive." And she's just like, "Well, what the fuck?" It's like, "What?" Like, oh my god, she is so annoying to me. Like, she's just as annoying as Littlefinger is to me. But Littlefinger is smart. Hey, hey, put some respect on Littlefinger's name. He No, no, he he deserves some some. But like, he, he's he was, he's manipulative, but he's probably the smartest person and and the Seven Kingdoms. If you think about it. Like if you everything that happened in Game of Thrones could be traced back to Littlefinger. Everything's no, it his totally fault. Can. It can. Everything's it really his can. fault. So is he a douchebag? Yes, but I still awe that he how, how he was able to adapt on the fly. Yeah, he was. But, Gil- he knew, but Gilly, he's like Gilly, he's like I the Captain Jack brain. Sparrow of like the of Game of Thrones. Like he's just like the dude that's like doing his own thing. Um, not as badass as Jack Sparrow, but like he's doing his own thing, and he's just like whenever a situation turns, he knows how to like make it beneficial towards him. He just always sees that, how it's a benefit for, like, to him personally, even if it's really messed up. Is that a lot of times just on the fly, like on the whim, like his his level to just adapt to things. I yeah. I admire it, and the fact that people continue to trust him. Even though he a, did say, "I'm not just, someone that you should trust," and they keep trusting him, Ned Stark. I I I just rest in peace. I just don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I mean. But, but definitely Gilly. Like uh, I'd be remiss not to touch on who people really think are the two biggest assholes. So I'm just gonna let you. I wonder to you, Joffrey or Ramsay, who is worse between the two? Hmm. Um. I would say. Joffrey because he's just treating everything as his playground and the only person who cares about his mom Ramsey at least like kind of like aims to wanting to be happy in the end in a sense even though he would do a lot of fucked up shit to get his way but it's like he's doing it because he wants to be happy Ramsey is Joffrey's doing it just because he's fucking bored it's kind of like it's like the Riddler versus the Joker kind of thing. It's like, you know, but it's like one of them has, like, one of them is just fucking psychotic and doing it just because he's like, this is way too fun, and that's Joffrey, you know. But, you know, that that's like, that's just one of the harder thing to put it. But I would still say, like, I still freaking, like, Ramsey's right up there, though. Like, he's he's an asshole, especially what he did with Sansa in front of Theon and all that stuff and everything, too. Like, dude, he's a, he's a hell of a person, I would say. What he was doing to Dion and his transformation to Reek, to, that was hard for me to watch. Dude, at, I know. Uh, at some points, so I'm just like, like he cut up when he cut off his, you know, and I'm just like, his little boys. God. Like, God, it's just, uh, but with Joffrey, he was just like a little, like a little twerp. Like, just his, his face, like we were just talking about, like, punchable face, when he got that stupid, like, grin on his face, I just want to just deck him in the jaw. So, I don't know about you, but when he died at his wedding party with the wine, 
that was shocking yep. to me. This really? was like, <laughs> and he'll be the dumbass that he was, kept drinking the wine. He's like, oh no, it's nothing. I oh let me continue just to drink the wine because blah blah mm -hmm. blah. And I'm not gonna lie, that was satisfying to watch. Now I'll probably say, Jon Snow taking back Winterfell and beating the shit out of Ramsay. That was also that was also satisfying because <laughs> everything that, that he killed satisfying. he killed the man's brother he took his home he what he was doing to his sister um, yeah. to, to rape the sister the letter that he was right come and see come and see so for him to take back his family home and just punching him and punching him and punching him that was also satisfying so like I said they're both close season five both baby season assholes. five it, exactly exactly but down. I mean. We've been touching on who we don't like and the assholes and everything. Wait, wait, no. I so just say one more. One more. No, right, Toman. Go for it. Toman. Go for it. Toman. Oh, he was just useless. I think he was a horrible... Like, like it, to me, his, the, my just quick opinion of him is horrible king as well. Like, he's like... He's a horrible king as well as Joffrey and pretty stupid, and but he's He's, he's not, also a pretty bad son. He's not Joffrey, I guess. I guess that's the one thing I can say. He's not Joffrey. <laughs> he's he's not Joffrey, but Joffrey would have never allowed the High Sparrow to manipulate him like that. Oh yeah, no, Joffrey would just be like, like that's the day. Like like Tommen, he's he's just he's just stupid. He he's dumb. He's a useless king. He was he was manipulated by the High Sparrow, by Marjorie, by his mom. Uh, it's, it's just, but in, in his fairness, he was a, he was just a kid. What was he like, fourteen, fifteen? Well, I mean, you could also say so, the same thing about Joffrey is that he's just a kid, but that's still too tiny. Joffrey was a kid, too, but Joffrey was just a horrible human being, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, so, favorite characters. So, <sighs> people who you don't want to punch in the face. People you're like, I want to have a beer with him. I want to have a beer with her. Grey Worm. But who? Grey Worm. He's up there for me. Gray I fucking oh, love that guy. Oh, why? That's, well, that's actually a, that's actually a first. Good. Do you want to explain Grey Worm? Okay, so, like, okay, here's the thing. This dude's life just sucks. Like, you know, like, what do you really think about it? His life just sucks, you know? But he still has the strength to live on, but also be a badass when needed. Okay. You know? Like, he's, like, trying to, like, you know, and that's the thing. I know a lot of people would just be like, wait, fucking great one. And, yeah, towards the end, you know, he, he, you know, he seems like dick. But overall, throughout the show, like, for the most part, I was, just, I was like, rooting for this dude. I was like, this dude can't get laid, but, like, he even has, like, <laughs> chick that, like, wants, you know, to, to sleep with him. But he's just like, uh, dude, I, I can't even, like, whip it out to go take a piss. I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's, like, this dude's life sucks since he's been a kid. He's been treated as a soldier. And he finally has these people, especially beautiful women around him, that are treating him like family. Like, yep, in this, in the, how this dude, like, treated every situation, he did it because he is trying to protect the ones that he actually feels that are compassionate towards him, and so he feels compassionate towards them. Like, I think there's a huge different background that goes within this dude's mind and heart, you know, for him to be where he is. That's why even in the end, he would still defend, uh, you know, uh, seriously until, or sorry, Daenerys till the yep. end of time, because she's the one that actually showed him compassion for once in his damn life. So, I, I, I would say he's, he's really up there on my list. Yeah, and, like, I've, I've actually didn't initially start off liking Grey Worm, but as the series went on, 
Uh, he st he started to earn my respect. Dude's dude's a badass, and I was rooting for him and Masande. I was I was really rooting for them, and obviously it's sad to um, what happened to her, and I could feel his rage. So. Like, the one thing I was side on is when they were burning King's Landing, there was a lot of rage there, so I get it, but yeah. Grey Worm, a great character, um, any, any other characters uh, that you would like, let's say like a, like a top three or a top four. Uh, okay, for that's really, okay uh, if I'm going to have to, Tyrion's always going to be up there. Like, he's the smallest dude with the biggest balls, I just got to say that. It, like, Tyrion deserves to be up there, um... Now, two characters, like, and, oh, dude, I don't know, there's a lot, like, Brienne of Tar, I really like her, because she's the most Badass. Game of Thrones character on the show. She's the ultimate counter to everything, to every situation. She's the wild card, and they had freaking wildlings, you know? But she's <laughs> up there, you know, and then, obviously, I love Jamie Lannister, uh, you know, because I hated him at first, obviously, everybody did, but he's actually someone that grew on me. Right, let's, uh, let's let's talk about Jamie. I hate to interrupt you. Yeah, no, you're fine. Did Jamie not have the best character arc? In Game of Thrones, if you look where he started the show on season one compared to season eight, did anyone have a better story as far as like character wise? Not like epic quests like Arya. No, no, just like the best character quest, development. But the best character development. Arya is actually from... really up there too. She did have the most insane quest, but when you really take this innocent girl to how she turned out to be, damn, dude. But, um,. But I totally 100% agree. Like, you know, if, if you, like, you know, think about when everybody first started understanding how he was, Jamie Lannister, how much everybody hated him. They're like, this dude's a piece of crap. Everybody wanted to see him die. I know when that started happening. I if did. You, I, if I you did. ever asked anybody who watched the show then, be like, do you think you'll ever like this character? Everybody would be like, oh, hell no. There's nothing he can do to, like, gain my, like, love or from want me to, like, cheer for this guy and everything. But look at, look at what happened. Look at what they did. Like, I also have to give the actor props, dude. Like, not only that, but that actor is a good actor. He's freaking awesome. Yes, I do agree. I 100% agree with you. His actual story arc was definitely the most life, literally, in his case, life-changing one. Yeah, and I always respect him. Jamie is one of my favorite characters, along with Tyrion. And the fact that Tyrion. he always <laughs> stood up, he always stood up for his brother. Uh, his dad, Tywin, Cersei, always pushing him down, but it's always, always Jamie there to. Dude, his daddy even slept with his girl to defend his brother. Dude, as, exactly, exactly. Like, oh, the Shay, fact that, that was her name, uh, Shay. All right, all right, I know this was beginning of the subject. I'm gonna throw Shay into the least likable characters. She's on my she list, actually. Did... She is. Like, she's yeah, on my list. yeah. What she did to Tyrion at the trial was was dirty and wrong, and when Tyrion snapped on. All of them at the trial. I stood up. I was watching the episode with my sister Amber. I stood up and I clapped. Because, bravo, it needed to be said. Jamie Lannister, Tyrion Lannister, two of my favorite characters. I also have Jon Snow pre-season 7 and 8. He was a badass as well. But he didn't uh, want I, it. <laughs> uh, she's my queen. It. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, so it's, I, it's, they made him a baby I, I, I and like it to, sucked. Like, I, I, see, every time I finish the season, because I, I actually binge-watched the show. So I didn't go season by season. I binge-watched the show. And at the end of the season, I had a list of my top five characters, and they will rotate in and out, in and out, in and out. After season eight, Jon Snow fell completely out of my top five for 
a lot of the she's my queen, I don't want it nonsense, which just to me is just an overall, uh, overall indictment of season eight. But he stops listening we'll to his to, people yeah. when they're like, don't bend the knee to her, all this stuff. He just, it's like, oh, the moment some chick comes into play, he changes his whole entire being. And he actually did that with what's her face, uh, Yigret or whatever. Yeah, he didn't even do that with it. With his, his real life, his wife in real life, he didn't even do that like <laughs> with her. But oh, she's bro, she's your aunt. But, uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying he kind of did like like with Yigra because he he also uh, went to yeah, the wild you're, you're right. and all this other you're stuff. You're right. He, he pretty did. he pretty much he's he's been whipped since the beginning. He's been whipped since the beginning. But he's yeah, a man well, and he, he needs to be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like well, he did kill her uh, in the end. He totally killed her in the end. He did. He did what he had to do. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. He he did what he had to do. Which, he did. He finally made the right did. choice in the end. And he's like, you know what? Fuck these bitches. Stabs her. He's just like, it's it's done. It had to be done. He killed his damn queen. Good. My queen. But my queen. All right, uh, here's an uh, underrated character that I like that I think is a total badass. Hmm. It's Lady Tyrell. Because she 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 moves and she's like eighty years old and she moves in silence, like like a total she's a total gangster, like Dude, she she is. she is little finger level manipulator. She poisoned <laughs> she poisoned uh, Joffrey, yep, and no one even suspected it, like and. The the way she moved it of her putting Marjorie in there and to pretty much dropping them onto the Lannister slash Baratheon house and just to integrate her is all genius. And I think one of the most badass scenes in the later last two seasons was unfortunately when she died and Jamie and her they had the wine. Mm-hmm. And she makes reference to how she poisoned Joffrey, his son. And she and she went out like a G, knowing, like, yeah, I killed your son, and went yep. out like that. To me, that was cool. I respect to Lady Tyrell. Well, no, I agree, Lady. I I did have her on my list, but now that you say that, yeah, she's she's definitely up there. Um, uh, another another like this is just like a I call this guy the homie shout out because of how much he helped Tyrion, homie. and that was Braun. Thank you, thank you. I was gonna bring him up. Thank you. Braun is Braun is a badass dude. He's he he went over and out for that dude. Like he was someone that at first you're like he this guy just does everything for money and stuff, but it's like dude, you know, he actually really tried to help out Tyrion like from like wholeheartedly. That dude is beast. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. It was most. It was still at the end of the day about the money. Yeah, but it was. He, but he about the think about it. So. Talk about someone who started from nothing to something. The fact that he was just what, uh, what would we, we call sitting at home like a low-level mercenary, a, a sword for hire. Yeah. To at the end of the season, he's head of a house, sitting at the table when they're yep. all discussing who's gonna be the new, uh, the new king. Screw Bran, but yeah, yeah. Oh, what what? We'll get to that uh, when we discuss no, just the, season, uh, season eight flaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon broke it. All right, so the there's 
eight seasons, do you have a, a specific episode that stands out to you the most? Like, what would you say was if you had to show one person? It, it might be hard because you gotta kind of well, no, watch no, like, I, the I actually, show. I actually but if you can were tell to you, show one episode, there's, there's, okay, so, there's actually, there's, there's two. But if I had to pick one, I know which one it is, and that is um, the last, I believe it's the last episode of actually season seven. When he goes, when Jon Snow and the Wildlings and everybody in, you know, for his friends from the Night Watch, all go out to get a White Walker to bring back to prove to Cersei that they're freaking real. Like, and they're sitting there, like, you know, with him, the Hound, all there in the snow on the ice circled around all those White Walkers. I do that. That whole entire part gave me chills. Like, you know, that, that's the thing. A lot of people like, obviously, season eight was horrible. A lot of people aren't fans of season seven, too. But that episode made season seven for me. Just watching that and them, like, literally getting ready to fight their lives off to freaking just get this White Walker to prove it. It just proves how brave and how much balls that those guys have. And my respect to them. But then when uh, when Cersei come, or Daenerys comes in on the freaking dragons and... Just starts like destroying all the White Walkers and everything. I was like, this is beautiful, and I'm so excited for season eight because I'm ready to see so much more of this in season eight, which didn't end up happening. But you know what? All the other stuff beforehand was really good. So, but yeah, that's that one right there. Now, one of my favorite others, like, you know, that's up there on the battles list too. Not like it's a battle battle, but you know, not like, you know, Battle of Bastards. That's, we'll get to that too. But, um, uh, the other. Another real memorable part to me was the Red Viper. You remember him? The Spanish, the Spanish dude who goes up against the mountain and he's like fighting for Tyrion. That battle, that's another, like, even just that, that part. It's like, do you want to, you want to show someone how the show is? Like, you know, you're rooting for this dude. Like, you're like, all right, this dude's going to go kick some ass. He's going to go save Tyrion. Alarian Martell. Alarian Martell. <clears throat> not that he's you know a mandalorian yeah. or anything but um he's uh but the thing is like just seeing him do that he's like i will be your hero and like and i'm like i'm ready to see this dude screw over the mountain right now like just destroy the mountain all that stuff and then the mountain literally just grabs his head in the middle of the fight and just like hell yeah i did rape your wife and all this stuff and blah blah, blah and then just kills him and like but whose fault was that like you don't understand i was so Pissed it was, no, it was on him happened. because he could have he could have had that last killing. He could have ended it. He could have ended it, but he kept saying, "Say her name. Say it. Say it. You raped my sister. You 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 killed my wife. Like all this stuff." I'm like, dude, kill him. Just end it yeah. already. And then he, he gets caught and he just gets smashed. I'm just like, oh, like deep deep frustrated sighs. No, I know, but that's over. why that that part's so memorable to me. It's just because of oh, how. Oh, I definitely agree. Just because of how I was like rooting for this dude, and I was like, "This dude's gonna be so awesome and kick so much ass," and then boom, it just turns on you, and someone you like just dies right in front of you. Someone who, someone who you immediately were starting to love, that was only introduced in the show for X amount of time because he wasn't actually in there for very long, and just, all of a sudden, just, season. just and then all of a sudden, boom, just they take him out like it's nothing. It's like that's actually why Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones, like. In the end, like Game your favorite characters, everybody who you start to love will die. Exactly, you know? or they'll just kill their character. 
Oh, but what about about the Red Wedding? See, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, you go Um, for that. I'm I'm curious to hear about you with that. That's a really good point. That was that's one of my favorite episodes because you just don't see it coming. Now I know. Oh, if you read the books, you will know. Well, guess what? I I didn't. And most a lot of people didn't didn't until the show. So yeah. So you you don't see it coming, but when you think about it, sit back. It was the perfect setup because everyone has their guards down. Everybody's drinking wine. You have. Everybody's celebrating. They're dancing, and it's the wedding. But then you start noticing something. You start, you start noticing um, Lord Bolton, and you start noticing he's moving differently. You, you start noticing the music change from the happy song, and they start playing. They start um, playing the the Lannisters fight song, and then you just notice Caitlyn Stark. Just she notices it as soon as it changes, and the mood, the mood just switches, and then. When she sees that Lord Bolton is wearing his his armor under his just his quote unquote I guess party clothes or whatever they call it back then, yeah, and then just just the killings and the murders and the gosh, red wedding, it's just so, the blood, it's the just, everything. It's just so bloody. Just the fact that his wife, Rob Stark's wife, with the baby stabbed in the stomach, like, oh my god, and the dire wolf dying and. The fact that Arya was and there t- with the hound and they get turned and they get and they get turned around like that was just that was just a sad episode and to me. Just the, before I went to the op- the roll credits with Caitlyn start screaming in agony and then the soldiers just come from behind and just slices her throat and then you get directed by like right after. Ooh, I'm I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. Like, Dude, Arya, that's like the beginning of Arya's true adventure. Like, I know that she's with the Hound and all that stuff, but that's when, like, she 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 broke her whole family. You know, that's that that was when she's, like, her whole entire, like, drive yeah, and motivation once, changed. Once, once she finds out about that, she she already, she saw her father gets, she saw her father beheaded. Gets, um, gets beheaded. Then she hears about what happens to her brother... And her mom, she thinks her sister at the moment. She thinks her sister's a traitor. Yeah, and right. she has. She thinks Sansa she, like, uh, uh, her over. Exactly. And, and Littlefinger the whole entire time was trying to make it like that throughout all the seasons too. He was really trying to keep that a thing so they would hate each other. Exactly. And then I don't know. If she, I believe that's the same season where Dion quote unquote killed uh, Brandon Rickdon. So if the, so, pretty much she thinks that all of them, pretty much her whole family's gone. Yeah, it's like she literally thinks she's the last one, and it's funny because, you know, there's parts where you know Jon Snow dies, and all that. Where actually, you know, her pretty much her whole family like is dead, and even like when you consider someone like Theon that was family for him to no longer kind of like be family, especially because you know when he turns into Reek, all that other stuff. It's like. You know, she wasn't even there for all of that, but just that one part of her life. Look, it changed her around so much that she literally has her own adventure. She learns how to fight, like, not only just fight, but she pretty much becomes an assassin, dude. Like, where she the the men with many faces and stuff like that, she's just... And how she just slits little she, fingers. She throat, becomes, dude. and 
And she has potentially become the most feared woman in the Seven Kingdoms. Kind of like how Gamora and in the Marvel Universe is considered the most feared woman in the galaxy. Arya could be that, and probably she may be that in the Seven Kingdoms. She's just the ultimate badass. She was blinded. Remember that when she, when well, she, was she blind got her eyes taken away? Yeah. yeah. And she then when, when the she's going to chase. Yeah. Exactly. So... She's she's the ultimate badass, but God, that red wedding was just so bloody brutal. Which I guess why they call it the red wedding. <laughs> but an- another episode I do like, uh, it's probably one of my favorites, is Battle of the Bastards. Okay, like that's like, that's like up there for my. That is my number one favorite battle, like Dude, out of like, the whole show. That is oh, that is sure. my top favorite battle. Like I mentioned earlier, the satisfaction I got at the end of it. When Jon Snow was just started just welling on Ramsay. But just that whole episode, just the way it was shot. The fact that when he told Rickdon, go run to your brother. Rickdon should have zigzagged, by the way, but he rushed through the head, out of grass. And he's just shooting the arrows at him and shooting him and shooting him and shooting him. And then yep. he finally gets him. Jon Snow was so close. And just the anger on his face to charge. Pretty much single-handedly, he had his man, but they were all in the back. He was charging to battle alone. His horse gets shot with the arrows, and that epic. I know everyone seen the gifs. I saw the gifs before I even watched the show of Jon Snow pulling out his sword with all these horses coming at him, and then his his man comes, and it's just it was just shot so perfectly. Where, like, even, like, the dirt and the robo get on the camera. It's almost like I was watching Saving Private Ryan on the D-Day scene. Except, <laughs> yeah. and during the Middle Ages with swords, arrows, and horses. But I love that battle. It was probably, not, it's, a, it's my favorite episode, but it probably was the best battle in the whole show. Like, like we, uh, you, it you was, said so yourself. Yeah. It was, and I still think, and I, and I think that's, what also made season A just worse is because, you know, we saw how well they did with that one battle. And that and the battle we've been waiting for since the show even began, though, against the White Walkers. Like, that's the one battle everybody was like, dude, this is going to be so nuts. And, you know, after seeing those other battles, like Battle of the Bastards, we're just like, how can they top that? Well, they couldn't. Unfortunately. It was it was dark. It was too dark. You couldn't see just, anything. It felt it's, too it's, rushed. Like... You know, for how much build-up there was for this whole entire thing. And I read that they tried the lighting for that episode. They tried doing it with natural light, like actual fire and stuff like that. And not artificial, but they should have. Because you couldn't see anything. Yeah, I... This... It was not as epic as some of the other battles. Even the Battle of Blackwater. where, Where Tyrion's leading his men into battle. While Joffrey over here hiding... Battle of Blackwater, Battle of Winterfell. I mean, come on, it's like all of them, dude. Like, they're they're all honestly super impressive. They really so. are. But uh, in battles, there are deaths, and we mentioned earlier um, about certain deaths that may have quote quote made you kind of chuckle, like Joffrey's death, chuckle on the wine. Yeah. But and how you know anyone anyone can get it, anyone can die in Game of Thrones, but. Yeah. What do Except you think for was Jon the Snow. saddest? Come back. What, what do you think was the saddest death in Game of Thrones? Something that always makes you want to uh, share a quote-unquote Doug tear, where you're, it's just like, 
Wow, that's the homie. You want to pour out something for him? Um, I would have to say like. Dude, actually, I can't really. Well, I I got one. If I I could take that one. You yeah, go for it. You you say it. I'll see if I can think of one. Hodor. Oh, dang. Yeah, how did I know? I'm, I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. Dude. His whole life was meant to protect Bran. Dude, you know what I hold, mean? Hold the door. Yeah, exactly. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the... Oh, oh man. I, I, you know what? I don't even want to talk about this anymore. What about satis satisfying deaths? Besides, besides Joffrey... What do you think? Besides Joffrey and Ramsey? Yeah. Uh, Stannis Baratheon. Because uh, okay. he, he, des he deserved that after what he did to his daughter. Had the fact that he burned his daughter at the stake over the promise of a false win because of the, the red woman. That was just so disgusting. I've never, like... Hordor stuff to me was sad. What he what what yeah. what Stannis did to his daughter was just it's just horrible. And you think he you know like he he killed his brother Remy um, using the black magic, and yep. you're just like okay that's what I want. You never you never thought that he would be the one that would do that to his daughter because his wife kind of hated his daughter because she had uh she had what grayscale. Yeah. So he he she got chill him back, but he was always nice to his daughter. So the fact that he did that, so I'm so glad that Brienne wiped him out because he they lost the battle. They lost the battle against the Boltons. I mean, his soldiers That's pretty true. much died. They always freezing to death. But he was gonna still get away with it because he already lost the battle of uh, Blackwater. He's about to lose another one. He probably would have just came back, bought more men, raised another army. But no, she ended that, and to me, that was satisfying. You, you don't burn your daughter, man. Come on. Don't burn yeah, your kids. That, that, that was very messed up. I'll have to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, okay, if I was to say a death, like, besides Jon Snow's, I would actually have to, because, you know, he came back, so it's not really like a, oh, no, um, but would definitely be, actually, you know, it still bugs me, is Ned Stark. Like, when he was beheaded, that really bugs me. And then they put his head on a spike and everything, just like the whole... You know, because that was the beginning of the show. That was the really, like, damn, this show gets cold at times. You know, that that was everyone's impression, like, because that was the first season. So, that's at least one that I would say. But I would say for a satisfying death, believe it or not, for me, was uh, Littlefinger. Oh, okay. Just, just like how he was trying so hard to have Sansa... And Arya, you know, go head to head, but they still, even after being separated for I don't know how many years, finally come together and they still know, like, you know, we know family, we know each other, like they can't fuck, they can't screw with us. And just for Arya to go up and just slit his throat, just like, you know, no hesitation, like, and it was so clean, it was just like, oh no way, like I thought he was going to have to like, I thought he was gonna like try to defend himself way more actually in that whole entire scene. to talk himself out of it. Yeah, like I was surprised. Like, I, 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 I actually liked that they figured it out 
that he was they were trying to play against each other. I know some complaints, like if you go on the Game of Thrones subreddit, they're like, oh, it's kind of like a Scooby Doo episode. Well, <laughs> but um, I it was actually. I, even though I respect Littlefinger, like I said, his whole thing is pretty much his fault when you think about it. So he did deserve to die. Yep. And Arya was the perfect person for it because Littlefinger is the reason why her dad got beheaded. Yeah, that is Like, true. literally, the reason why the dad got... Because if it wasn't for him convincing Caitlyn Stark's sister to push the Lord of the Vale down the hole or to murder him or to poison him to set up this whole chain of events everybody would have been happy they would have never left Winterfell to go to King's Landing so everything so it's only right to me that a Stark killed Littlefinger I agree 100% okay well it's, it's time to discuss the elephant in the room there's a uh, it's oh? season 8 Season 8. So, oh we already kind of touched on it. What would you... If you... And we're going to play... We're going to play a little fan fiction here. If you were... Head of creative for HBO Game of Thrones. The production team. If you were yep. D&D. How would you have... Fixed Season 8? Like, let's just take a giant eraser. Like SpongeBob did on the episode when he drew Doobie Bob. Let's get a giant pencil. Let's get an eraser and we erase season eight. What would you have done differently? How would you have set that up? Okay. Um. It's funny because I know I've thought of like so many different things that I've wanted to have done to this season. Okay, so I'll start off with this at least. Um, I wanted John to kill the uh, Night King for starters. I'm okay that okay. we're still with Arya doing that. I would have liked to see John in the middle of battle, like you see, you know, White Walkers versus humans doing it, and John finally takes them out. I also wanted to see um, Daenerys get control of her dragon, the 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 white the ice dragon back, you know, because like she's the mother of dragons, and for that dragon and like for her to confront the dragon, and be like, like. Like, baby, you're going to, like, come here? Are you really going to try to kill your mom right now for the dragon to be like, no, mommy, I'm sorry, even though it's a White Walker <laughs> dragon. You know, I wanted to see that, and she's riding the ice dragon, and I want to see John riding one of the other dragons, and then Tyrion on the other dragons, you know, because kind of like how the prophet was saying, like, the three, you know, who ride the dragons, kind of that thing. Um, I wanted to see that happen with the White Walkers. I wanted to see uh, Jamie Lannister kill Cersei. I wanted to see him stab his own sister in the end. Kind of, you know, but they, they kind of switched that with Jon Snow and Daenerys instead, which yeah. he, which I was still okay. I was well, think about that... it. Jon Snow and Daenerys, I mean, you know, it's kind of the same. I mean, incest and incest. <clears throat> yeah, nephew, but they didn't know till for a while. So compared to the, the other two, they knew right away, but well, they didn't care. Yeah, that's kind um, of... That's but, like, like, they, they even had, like, the kids and stuff. But it was just like... Like, that's how I would have at least changed that part of it. I really wanted to see the, the Ice Dragon become on their team, all that kind of stuff, and then for them just to show up with the dragons and go to a freaking seriously and be like, yo, what's up, bitch? Um, we're here to screw your day over, just so you know. Because I either wanted to see Jon become king or Tyrion. I was actually kind of hoping that maybe something would happen where Jon and Daenerys in the end would just be like, 
Yo, we're uh, we're gonna take our dragons, and like if my men want to come with, you know, we're just gonna go up north, and we're gonna go across the sea, kind of like what Arya ended up doing in the end, and we're just gonna go live a happy life. Uh, Tyrion, the kingdom is yours. You know, like I want to see something like that, or for, and then I would totally see Tyrion in the end being like, okay, well. I appreciate that, but this kingdom should now become like, you know, say like a democracy where it's now, you know, a totally different story and stuff like that. That's, that's how I wanted to see season eight go to be. I did want to see a crazy battle. I want to see John kill that king. Um, the one thing I would keep in there is Arya killing Littlefinger. Um, I wanted to see Sansa because of how the prophecies were foretolding and stuff like that, you know, when it comes to the Three-Eyed Raven and... Uh, the Red Witch and stuff, how they were talking about, like, you know, who, how someone becomes a Night King would actually become, be Sansa. Because of how, like, her own mental thing was, like, kind of, like, self-corrupting her in a sense. So, I thought that there was a possibility that, you know, there would be this whole, like, time travel, but not time travel thing kind of happen. And she would go and then become the Night King just because of how they were talking about it. And I'm not going to get into it, but that's how I wanted to see it. So, John Daenerys happy, leave with dragons, they get Ice Dragon out of the battle, he kills a White Walker in person, Tyrion becomes king, um, you know, kind of a thing and all that, so, and Sam actually get laid. <laughs> well, I mean, he did on the boat. Oh, that's true. When, uh, he, at, he no, 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 after, after, he, after uh, he saved Gilly from, well, it was, it was uh, from those dudes from the Night Watch, he, he kind of got it in, he was like, yeah. oh, oh, this is <laughs> nice. Oh, this is nice. But what? But what? What do you think went wrong, though? Like, why? Why did? What? Why did so many people dislike season eight? Is it because of what they did to our favorite characters? Was it the fact that the writing went from epic? No, it was. Banter, it, like, it was the writing. To, it was by far to, the writing. Yeah, you can't. Like, you can't say boss, it was the actors and the characters queen. too much. It was like it was all the writing because these guys have been playing these characters for the past seven to eight years. You know, they've been playing these, actually, longer than that because they took even, yeah, but, you know, they've been playing these characters. They know how to be these characters. They, they've they been being these people for years. You know, their acting has been phenomenal for the past year, so it's not the characters and it's not the acting. It's definitely the writing, and I think that's also because they didn't wait for George R. R. Martin to finish the books. Well, they got greedy, and then and the fact that then D&D had to rely on their own writing expertise. If you just go on Wikipedia and look at what they wrote, you'll realize, oh, these guys actually really suck. They wrote X-Men Origins Wolverine. They're the ones <laughs> that put that so Deadpool's mouth shut. It was them. They did that. And so I'm not surprised that they the showed that they turned that they turned uh, Jon Snow into a complete simp. I'm not surprised that they just took seven years of Daenerys building it up and just flipping the switch, saying, oh yeah, she's crazy after one episode. Now, if you, say if we got two seasons, say we got season eight and nine, <laughs> if you want to show Daenerys turning, slowing, turning to the Mad King or the Mad Queen, like her father, perfect. Yeah. To me, that would have been fantastic, and it could have led like, to the it's final like in her blood. It's like in even her, her blood. even but her brother was psycho too. Like you know, exactly. he, he was selling his own sister to try to become king. I mean, he got what it was coming to him, but he sold yeah. his own sister, let her get raped by this dude, and then she's just like, "Oh, now I love this guy, and I'm gonna go ahead and like lead his whole army and do everything that he was supposed to be doing." Exactly. 
And it's like, what? Like, they, it happened. I felt like not only was the writing bad, I felt like it was rushed. Oh, no, like, it was very rushed. Like, Extremely they decided rough. to split, like, they did season eight, first three episodes had to do with the, uh, the, the war in the north with the undead. The last three episodes had to do with everything in King's Landing. That could have been two seasons right there. It's like, season eight should have been dedicated for the war against, for the war for, against, uh, against, between the living and the non-living. Season nine should have been about Daenerys' slow turn into the Mad Queen, which ultimately would have led to Jon Snow killing her, or however you wanted to end it. But the fact that it was I'd even like to see Arya or Sansa kill that bitch. Yeah, like, like I was, like a lot of people were. I was even satisfied with how Cersei died. To be honest with you, you were or were not. I, I I wasn't because for all no. the pain that she had caused for seven seasons for her to die in Robo, it's kind of a cop out. Like, oh, she died because, you know, it, and then and then how Jay, the building. Oh, oops, and then that's also how Jamie freaking dies too which is dies what really well. pissed me off he goes he takes Brienne like, really? as far as like virginity and is like all right peace out girl um <laughs> it was a fun time i'm gonna go back with my sister because i loved her regardless of how messed up this whole situation is because i'm fighting for you but i'm gonna go try to still go with the enemy real quick um you know uh not bad for your first time but i will uh i will maybe catch you later and then he just goes and he like finds his sister and I she's will, like i'm I scared he's like dip in skedata yeah, and then down, just like, season eight, and they die. It was so stupid. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I'm going to post this question for you. Okay. A lot of shows have, or movies have staying, staying uh, power. So Star Wars came out over 40 years ago, and it's still popular as ever. Yeah. Uh, Marvel is the popularity, and in 30 years, we're still going to be talking about Marvel. We're still going to be having like Marvel conventions for the MCU. Yeah, it's been one year since Game of Thrones ended. Do you think it's going to have the same staying power? Do you think people are going to go to Game of Thrones conventions? Do you think they're going to re-release it and let's say in 8K and we're going to set it out at the front of Best Buy and they're going to sell out like crazy? Do you think it's going to have that staying power, or do you think over the years go by, you think it's just going to start to fade away? Hmm. I think it'll have just as much of an effect as, say, Lord of the Rings. Because I feel like if if you really think about it, it's it's popular, but I didn't really see the hype. I didn't see it really trending, saying, "Oh yeah, it's the one year anniversary." of Game of Thrones. It trended, but it trended very late. So I wonder if maybe if season eight kinda soured it. And hopefully no, it didn't totally soured it. It's an amazing show. It is a really good show. And in my opinion it's one of the top five shows of all time. The first seven the first six seasons were brilliant. Season seven was okay. But it was still good. The writing, the characters, the the yeah. the dialogue, the battles, everything about it was great, and I hope season eight does not taint it or sour it in any way. 
Well, I feel like that it'll be more so and like... that's all the time that we are going to have today. Feel free to leave any feedback to us if you want to hear us talk more about Game of Thrones. If you want us to do a special versus episode of Game of Thrones like we were doing for the Marvel Cinematic Universe or any other comic book heroes. I'm Ryan, once again speaking for Cal as well, signing off. Thanks for listening to The Grey Zone. Alright guys, have a good one.